Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Neil Garfield Show, a presentation sponsored by www.livinglies.wordpress.com, GTC Honored, and The Garfield Firm, serving all 50 states with news and analysis of the latest bank scams against borrowers, homeowners, consumers, and investors, and providing legal representation throughout Florida. This program is for general information only. It is not a solicitation for services or legal representation and should never be used as a substitute for advice from a licensed professional. And now, here's world-renowned financial expert, attorney, and blogger, Neil Garfield. Hello again, everyone, and podcast land. It's Charles Marshall here on the Neil Garfield Show, hosting this day, May 23rd, 2019. And as always, this show is brought to you by GTC Honors, Living Lies, and LendingLies.com. And it is made possible because of donations from listeners like you. Any amount that you're able to donate is much appreciated, and you can donate directly by selecting the Donate button on the blog at www.livinglies.wordpress.com. Now, our topic today, as I am broadcasting here live from Southern California, our topic today is the the intersection uh, that you will see in legal representation for all the many borrowers across the Fruited Plain, west and east and in between, who need legal representation or in some cases forego legal representation. But for all of those individuals, they are looking for a solution to their legal problem and they're trying to address their legal problem in foreclosure, whether there's a judicial foreclosure that they're dealing with, and then in that case, they will be on the defense side, or whether they're in a non-judicial state like California, which as regular listeners will know and do know is my uh, great fount of experience here in California where I'm licensed. Uh, Bottom line there is borrowers are looking for a solution these types of representations as i think everyone on this call knows can be extremely expensive the goal of today's 30-minute show is to cover some of the important issues about how you can potentially create what i call a hybrid representation and we don't need fancy words for certain concepts and the concept here is simply in order to make a certain legal representation affordable some borrowers might find it useful to create a hybrid between a pro per defense or a uh, pro per plaintiff's case in non-judicial foreclosure states that's the one leg of our discussion today and then the other leg involves 
where you have an attorney on the pleadings, whether it's either in a defense capacity in a judicial foreclosure case or on the plaintiffs. Again, my experience, California, though the principles we discuss here on this show will not just apply in other non-judicial foreclosure states. The vast majority of uh, the Ninth Circuit states are non-judicial, Hawaii being one exception. Uh, what we discussed today will also largely apply in judicial judicial foreclosure states. So I've broken down the kind of checklist you want to go through when you're figuring out how you can afford your case. If you've got money to burn or maybe you're on a first round, whether you're on the defense side or you're on the, the plaintiff side, it's certainly possible that you'll just decide to go with an attorney and stick with that approach. Uh, many of our listeners have been in the trenches here, not just for months, many for years. And that's really where this show is directed. That's, that's to whom the content of the show is, is mostly going to be useful. It's going to be useful beyond that, but particularly for those who've been fighting in the trenches for many, for many months and years. I will say, though, that it will also be useful to content in today's show for um, even people new to litigation and they're going into their first round. What you garner today, it can inform your decision about whether to just go, go with a straight legal representation or possibly go with a hybrid in order to save money, and it has some other potential advantages as well. Uh, as always, I'm not imparting legal advice here, just uh, presenting some general ideas which you will need to follow up on and absolutely feel free to run these by an attorney in your jurisdiction. So the first piece to this that we're going to discuss is not even necessarily a hybrid representation. In fact, it usually isn't. However, it relates to this topic. How do you make how do you make your representation affordable? How do you get the best bang for your buck in your legal representation? And pro hoc vice is one way for that to happen. But pro hoc vice is it's where even if you're in a big state like Florida or California or Texas, yes, theoretically there will be attorneys available to you who will understand your predicament who will, after a consultation with uh, him or her, uh, be of the mindset and even the personality match. In some cases, that's important, too. Uh, that, that and at the end of the day, you can say, yes, I want, this, uh, I want this female attorney, I want this male attorney to be my attorney to uh, represent me in, in, in these matters that I'm dealing with. And great. That's uh, always the uh, the ideal arrangement, particularly when you're you're facing these crises. But particularly because these are a crisis. I mean, in a judicial foreclosure state, you've often got a a judicial foreclosure lawsuit right in front of you at the moment. You need a defense quickly. Uh, you only have 30 days for a first response. You'd like that first response to be effective and well framed. And likewise, in non-judicial states, 
uh, you often have a sale date, and that could be in front of you in such a way that you may only have 10 days to respond before the sale date because the sale date is coming up in 10 days. And uh, oftentimes it'll be 20, 21 days, which is the statutory uh, minimum. And you may or may not get actual notice of the date, though in theory and in reality you're supposed to with multiple postings on your property. Uh, but again, what is Pro Hoc Vitae? Pro Hoc Vitae basically means, okay, we painted a picture where you will find sometimes an attorney that matches what you need, what you prefer. Uh, one of the taglines that I use on this show, I haven't used it in a while, and I'm happy to use it today because it absolutely applies. Uh, what, what, what I am known to say and say now, as in life, so in law. As in law, so in life. And that means exactly what, what I'm indicating it to me. It means that the basic principles of how you navigate your life the vast majority of them apply in how you navigate the law. You need, for instance, intention. You need organization. You need a kind of controlled intelligence going into the analysis of, of everything from what your problem is to what your timeline to fix it uh, to how you uh, organize resources and then pay where required, which is always required in law. So this is so true in so many life endeavors, whether it's looking for a job, whether it's uh, perfecting some amateur interest in anything from a sport to playing a musical instrument. So this is where you're going to find yourself. You, you need an attorney, and how do you get an attorney? Well, again, where, where the universe doesn't line up just so, or much worse than that, you simply can't find somebody where there's, a, there's some kind of match between either what you need, uh, you know, your sense of, of whether the person's really going to fight for you or not, and then, of course, there's the money issue. Now, Prohoc Vice is where you bring in an attorney from another jurisdiction. Uh, this is very important because you can know somebody, whether it's through this show, whether it's through a cousin whether it's through some kind of foreclosure network online and those are continuing to, uh, to develop, uh, they come and go certainly, uh, but there's such a need that that creates the, uh, the, the providing of this type of thing online and otherwise. So let's say you found an attorney in another jurisdiction. You're in Florida, for instance. You've got a defense case you have to uh, – have an attorney for, otherwise you're going to have to do it yourself. For whatever reason, Neil isn't available or other attorneys, you're just not able to make a connection. So what do you do? Well, one, one solution, if you know somebody who knows somebody who can connect you with an attorney outside of the jurisdiction, that attorney can potentially be brought in through the process of Pro Hoc Vice. That means uh, and it is a, a, usually an emergency basis. They would petition the court with simple paperwork usually. It is a basic, but it's still real paperwork that has to be filled out. And there has to be a local attorney who is familiar with the procedure of the jurisdiction. So if it's a state lawsuit in, in Florida, 
regarding the judicial foreclosure matter, you need an attorney, at least who has some basic familiarity in Florida with um, the legal procedure. They don't have to know a lot about the substantive law. It would be ideal if they did. And if they're going to be familiar with litigation, even in terms of regular procedure, they're going to have some familiarity with substantive law issues as well. The critical thing is that they're familiar with legal procedure. And that attorney, you'd need to bring them in, and then you would bring in your preferred attorney from out of state who knows the substantive law issues. Uh, such an individual typically would be negotiating on your behalf. Uh, such an individual often will be able to make court appearances on your behalf. In fact, they will be able to make court appearances. The critical issue there is practicality. If they're coming from Arizona and they're admitted in Arizona and that's where they practice, well, it could be quite expensive to have them fly out. Maybe you've got an arrangement with them where you can defray those costs. Uh, but by having a local attorney, the local attorney can appear uh, for things like case management conferences. They can even appear for some initial uh, hearings that don't necessarily involve really substantial substantive law that they would either have to recount or analyze. And that way you reduce how often or how much you need to bring in your out-of-state attorney. So that's one potential uh, aspect here that is worth considering where that's not practical or where you can find an in-state solution. In-state solutions are, frankly, usually better. You have to look at your own situation. Now, if you have your, your in-state approach and you still can't find or match up with, with one attorney, then that's where you need to look at the hybrid option. Uh, the next topic related to this is Liz Pendens. And you're going to see this in non-judicial foreclosure states especially. Uh, those states typically, California is a perfect example, they do have uh, essentially statutory law and then court procedure, which prevents a pro per litigant from filing a list pendants in connection with their case uh, without a hearing, without vetting by the court. However, if there's an attorney who files the pleadings, then that individual uh, will be able to get the list pendants through the attorney and then potentially the attorney could go off the pleadings later on. Now, I'm not recommending, just so we're clear on this call or otherwise, that somebody use this method to circumvent legal procedure. I'm simply saying it's available. Uh, if one is going to be pro per overall, uh, but they need to get a list pendants file, and there are always going to be challenges and issues with that when you have to go through the court hearing process. There's nothing illegitimate about having an attorney frame your initial pleadings and file your pleadings where the attorney is not available for months or, or years down the road, particularly if your case goes to trial. See, here's the big problem with legal representation and foreclosure cases. There are huge unknowns going into the representation. There are huge unknowns continuing with the representation for the borrower, 
for the attorney taking the representation, for the opposition attorneys. And as in law, so in life, as in life, so in law, when you have large unknowns, sometimes even small unknowns, but certainly the kinds of unknowns you get here in the legal lawsuit world, uh, unknowns always cost money. They cost someone money. There, there is a built-in calculus to essentially, through the uh, market, so to speak, allocate the cost to the various players of the unknown. Things are really well known, and you could statistically and even mathematically figure out how a given litigation is going to go, uh, even down to what the settlement value will be dollar-wise, which you will see in some personal injury cases, by the way, which is why so few of those go to trial. Isn't that interesting? That's a topic for another day. However, in terms of how that applies here, you will find with the hybrid system that you might be able to get an attorney who otherwise you couldn't afford to take on your representation all the way to trial, which if you just have a general retainer arrangement with an attorney, uh, that is going to be the, the situation. I'll be talking about uh, uh, retainer uh, situations momentarily. Essentially, um, the preface to this is exactly what we're discussing now having your attorney come into an office of pleadings. And again, why would you want to do that? Well, you'd want to do that to limit your cost. You'd want to do that because the cost of foreclosure litigation are so uncertain for all parties that that uncertainty drives up the cost. One way you reduce the cost is to have an attorney come in for a time-limited or an otherwise scope-limited or an otherwise pleading-limited uh, set of events. So what would that look like in the real world? Well, maybe you could hire an attorney to a non-judicial foreclosure state like California, for instance. You could hire an attorney to do up your pleadings, uh, file your case. They're on the pleadings at that time. Um, there's no legal requirement to inform the court, for instance, that you have a retainer agreement where they, they will come off the pleadings later. The attorney's not required to, to uh, inform the court. You're not required to inform the court. You're not pulling a fast one. You're simply engaging in a strategic campaign to make your case affordable. That, that same campaign has a certain relationship to the filing of certain documents like the list pendants. Well, just because something is to your advantage doesn't mean you can't take advantage of it. That's not per se underhanded, have less illegal. So if you have an arrangement with your attorney, and of course you'd have to negotiate with this attorney, um, if you were to look for an attorney right in saying, look, I know it's a major undertaking to take this case to trial, uh, my case, I'm suing my lenders, I'm suing my servicers, here's what I'm prepared to afford, but I don't think I can pay the full amount that's going to be required for a full-blown representation. So how about you file the pleadings? How about we put you on the pleadings for, I don't know, three months, or we put you on the pleadings through the demure stage? And then if you lose the demure, well, your case is going to go to appeal anyway. And then you can make a decision whether to retain that attorney for appeal. 
a lot of attorneys that handle lower court matters don't handle appeals anyway. So that's one way you could limit your cost in retaining an attorney. And look, there's a market for everything, as in law, so in life, as in life, so in law. Have I had experience with this type of representation? Minimal, personally. Uh, there's lots of reasons for that. There are issues with this type of representation like anything else. It's complicated. Some states make it easier than others. Uh, nevertheless, there's a market out there for this. Of course there's a market for it. And anything can be negotiated. And even though, yes, there's an overlay of regulation from the state, from the attorney general's office related to uh, business issues and licensing issues from the California bar, the same issues. Yes, this is all fairly complex. Nevertheless, there's nothing to prevent these types of representations uh, per se, nor should they be prevented precisely because they are so needed. So that's one way that in a non-judicial foreclosure context, the uh, representation could be launched, could be limited to make something affordable. Now, what would the cost look, look, look like? I don't know. I just know it's going to be substantially less than it would be otherwise. And again, another question one might ask, um, are attorneys open to this? I could say in theory I don't know because, again, this is a – I would say still somewhat less than tested, it's certainly not untested, but less than tested uh, approach on the part of borrowers to, to deal with their situation. However, I think not just in theory, but in practice, very few people, very few attorneys have a perfect arrangement with their case flow, with their case themselves, whether they're just having to file a new case, whether they're going into round eight or nine, you know, eight or nine years later. Um, there's no reason why this limited representation aspect should not be a potential solution for all kinds of people. Because when you limit the scope of anything, you limit the liability, you limit the um, expectations, and you limit the uncertainty. You've narrowed all of that precisely because the, the, the representation and the scope of everything is more limited. That will, by definition, reduce cost in any kind of an open market, even one as regulated as this one, there is still a real market. And that market will respond to incentive, disincentives, and basic economic norms. Uncertainty drops as you reduce the time of anything. So what does this look like in terms of a retainer agreement? Well, uh, attorneys are good at drawing up agreements. They've got a basic retainer agreement already now. You know, what's interesting is the bankruptcy world already anticipates this type of representation. So you have standard form checkoffs in the bankruptcy procedure world that already allows a, a, a bankruptcy attorney to come in for very limited reasons. They might come in just to handle an adversary proceeding. Uh, they might come in uh, just to do certain pleadings, including the schedules, and then to make an appearance. Uh, they might have an agreement that says they won't do an adversary proceeding. And they might even have an arrangement where they're coming in only to make appearances. Uh, that's a very practical thing in a big state like California. 
for Chapter 13 cases, for instance, and it's not just true in California, you could be in Florida, you can be in New York. Chapter 13 trustees, the one from the other government system that controls the case, they don't like it when there's a pro per pro se litigant in front of them. They don't like it when the attorney who's in charge of the case does not show up at the creditor meeting. And they can they have various restrictions, many of them, requiring that attorney to appear. Sometimes it actually uh, makes sense for the for the uh, debtor in those cases to bring in a separate attorney just to come into oral argument if their attorney is in Southern California, for instance, like me, but the representation is north of San Francisco. Uh, so in terms of how this works out in the crafting of a retainer agreement, again, I don't think uh, we need to discuss that really in detail. Clearly, there's going to be time limits put into the agreement, and there's going to be However, the representation is limited. And frankly, the, the representation sometimes says, look, I'm going to be in the background only uh, as a kind of advisor, not necessarily giving legal representation advice per se, but assisting you with pleadings, that type of thing. You can certainly have that uh, arrangement. And now this uh, dovetails in with working with a non-attorney regarding legal issues and pleading. Now, this is a real minefield if you look at all the regulations involved and all the potential pitfalls. Certainly, uh, the most basic way you'll see this and the most conventional way you'll see this is you bring in a specialist like Bill Padillo, for instance. Uh, anyone who's been listening to this show for some time knows he has a wealth of information, very deep background, as a private investigator, as a forensic loan auditor, and he's excellent at being able to bring to hearings and write affidavits into individual cases, uh, essentially addressing chain of title and other uh, issues in a given uh, lawsuit to expose the major problems that so often the institutional players have when they put together their evidence and try to, to, to put it forward in court. And so, yes, having someone like Bill is a huge plus. There are other types of specialists, of course, you can bring in. You could even bring in somebody, uh, and certainly if you're going to um, be having them appear at your, let's say, deposition, you would bring them in as an attorney and you might even hire an attorney just to handle a deposition. I think there's going to be a reluctance on the part of some some attorneys to do that, and there are going to be a variety of reasons why there would be such a reluctance. Uh, again, it's a question of what you negotiate. And you could even have somebody who understands deposition practice as a non-attorney. They've had some experience. Uh, it's an area that can be somewhat mastered like any other, even from a non-attorney point of view, where someone could give you analysis. Of course, the big bugaboo here is, oh, then you're practicing uh, law without a license. And that's way beyond the scope of this show to get into that. Um, I'm simply saying I'm not 
vouching or recommending for any particular legal service out there. Yes, there's an issue also of uh, non-attorneys running afoul of uh, rules such as in California that restrict non-attorneys from representing people in debt matters. All I'm saying is, yes, it's a complicated area, but if you have a problem, if you find attorneys are too expensive, you might want to look at other sources and options, but yes, you will have to, to always vet the legality of that. Um, attorney hearing appearance issues, pluses and minuses. Well, uh, they are the big issue that's involved there is if you have an attorney come into a hearing, oftentimes it's going to be expected that that person come on the pleadings. So that's, that's an important thing to know. That's very typical in California. So yes, ideally you could just have an attorney show up at an oral argument or whatever, but if you're pro per and you do that, in many cases, in many cases the court will expect them to uh, appear on your behalf uh, permanently. So there you have it. Uh, Neil will be back uh, next week. And I will be back in a couple of weeks. Thanks for listening to our broadcast. We hope that you tell your friends about us and let them know that there is hope and help in this financial crisis. Tune in every week to The Neil Garfield Show for free information and advice and visit our blog daily at The Living Lines Blog. We provide support services, the latest strategies, analysis, expert consultations, testimony, and declarations to use in your battle against the largest economic crime in human history. For information concerning Neil, the team at Living Lies, or the law firm, go to www.livinglies.wordpress.com or call 520-405-1688. The opinions expressed on this broadcast are those of the host and should not be attributed to any other person or entity. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.